Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern, taking you up until the kickoff of the Dolphins and Texans as we get ready for week eight of the fantasy football season. I'll be joined by Steve Renner from Scout DFS coming up at 7.20 p.m. Eastern as we break down the slate, go over some of the useful tools that you can get at Scout DFS as well. Of course, you can find me, ScoutFantasySports.com. My latest article is up looking at the Week 8 sit Players to consider sitting for this week. And remember, just because they're in the sit column does not mean you have to. It all comes down to context. And some of you are in very deep leagues, especially if you're playing in the Play FFWC format where we have 20 roster spots and bye weeks. So you can't bench all these guys. But it's just to alert you that these guys have more difficult matchups than usual. And if you have similar options and you're weighing them closely, you might want to consider sitting these guys. We also have a look at the Week 8 stardom from Matt DeLima, uh, Thursday night football preview from Dr. Roto, his podcast as well. And you could always ask your questions on the message boards and the forums at any time. They will be answered by myself, Sean Childs, and Dr. Roto. I'm often there answering them at 2 a.m. Eastern. So we'll get to them and make sure that we have you covered as we get you set to dominate. Of course, check out Scout DFS and stay tuned. I'm going to give out a special promo code that's going to get you 70% off your first month. I will reveal that a little bit later on, but there's so many great tools. We're going to go over them with Steve Renner. You know, for one of them, for example, is our uh, DFS stacks tool where you can sort basically how many receivers you want with the quarterback and even looking at the other team, and it gives you nice values. So this is you know, a quick way to get started. You know, you find your stack, put it in our optimizer, click optimize, and it can give you a lineup. So there's so many different ways to do this because we know you guys, some of you guys don't have a lot of time. You got families, kids. I don't know about that stuff yet. Maybe someday. We'll see. Uh, But, you know, you don't have a lot of time. And this is a way to cut down on that time with people who do the research and our award-winning RDA projections. Remember, Scout Fantasy Sports is... Number eight right now, according to the Fantasy Pros rankings, and we use those who project our optimizer and DFS scout scores, which are valuable tools. So this is a way to narrow down the time and research for you. We are here to do it. So make sure you check it out in VegasWhispers.com for sports betting needs. And uh, the last two nights, they had the Red Sox money line, and those won, and I'm waiting for the pick to come in for tonight. I'm I'm feeling generous today, so I'm probably going to give you guys the pick for tonight's game a little bit later on as well. We'll get into the news in just a second, but let's uh, take a quick call. Larry in New York. Larry, what's up? Hey, yes. How are you? Good, man. I've been looking for you. you, you do you watch the show on Practical Jokers? Um, no, I do not. Okay, then you don't get that. Okay, Larry, go ahead. All right. I'm in a 10-team full 
PPR league, I was offered Antonio Brown, and I would give up James Conner and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I'm pretty good at running backs and not too bad at wide receivers, but I'm just scared that if Le'Veon does not play, then I miss out on a top top RB. I wanted to know what your opinion was. All right, so you would be getting Connor and Sanders, right? No, I would Are be you giving up getting... Connor and Emmanuel Sanders. Who are your other running backs? I have David Johnson, who's been terrible, Joe Mixon, Connor, Carrion Johnson, and um, and Aaron Jones, and I just picked and Evan Coleman, and I just picked up Jalen Richard. Okay, and who are your receivers? I have Golden Tate. I have uh, Cooper Cup and um, Boyd from Cincinnati and Emmanuel Sanders. Okay, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, I really don't know what's happened with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, this story takes a different turn every single week. The report was he was going to be back uh, after the bye week. We are here. He's not here. So he obviously needs to get in here before week 10 so he can get his free agent status, which he clearly wants. So my guess is he'll be back, but there could be a case where he splits with Connor. I mean, Connor has been really good. So I think you're in good shape right now, and and I think you should stick with what you have. And I'm going to be talking about David Johnson where there is some encouraging news with him. Mixon's obviously been great, so you have some good depth here at running back, and I think you should wait it out. When Cooper Cup comes back, you'll be fine. He's been tearing it up. Boyd obviously has had a couple down weeks, but I think he rebounds this week in a big way with a right matchup against Tampa Bay. So I think you should uh, just stick with what you have right now. All right. All right, Adam. Thank you, man. No problem. All right. Let's uh, get into some of the news here. And Rob Gronkowski was officially limited in practice today. So it's looking like he's going to return. Remember, they play in Buffalo on Monday night. He is from the area, and he's put up big numbers in those games. So it could be a game-time call. You have to have a contingency plan. You just have to because we might not know until Monday night. And if that's the case, you're looking at Charles Clay on the other side. You don't want to play Dwayne Allen. He played over 70 snaps last week, did not have a target. So you better have a contingency plan, and hopefully we'll know Sunday morning uh, usually the reporters are very good with giving us information and saying sources tell us Gronkowski is likely to play or unlikely. So just make sure if you do have Gronkowski that you have a backup plan or a, uh, a backup tight end because some don't. Uh, so I have Gronkowski in a league, the uh, Fantasy Football World Championship beat Adam Ronis online league. So I have Gronk. I added Charles Clay and I have Ricky Seals Jones. So I will make my decision on Sunday morning. And, you know, I do have the possibility of going to Clay, which is just not ideal at all. I really don't want to do it. But if Gronk is out there, uh, I think he could have a good game this week. The other big story from today is Marlon Mack. Just when Marlon Mack owners were feeling great, you were ecstatic. You're like, okay, here we go. I have Mack. He's going to be a solid RB2. If you haven't noticed, the Indianapolis Colts offensive line, they are top five in run blocking. They've done a really good job this year. And Marlon Mack returned in week six, 12 carries for 89 yards and a four-yard reception. And last week, Mack went off against Buffalo, 19 for 126 and a touchdown, two for 33 through the air and a touchdown, and had a great matchup this week against the Raiders. But Marlon Mack did not practice today with an ankle injury. So this is not good. You really have to worry about his status for this week. The injury that forced him to miss games earlier this year was a hamstring, so at least it's not that. If it was that, you'd be even more concerned. 
but still uh, never good to see back-to-back days here where Mac is not practicing. And, you know, it's possible they're being cautious here because he has already missed time and they're not worried about it. But Friday will obviously be key. And, you know, then if Mac is out, you're looking at Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, and Robert Turbin also could return this week. So it wouldn't be ideal. You'd probably look at Hines as the best option there. But we'll just have to wait and see what the Friday practice report is for Marlon Mack, who was looking like he was going to be in a really good spot this week. Uh, People started to get a little optimistic here about Ronald Jones. We saw the report yesterday, Ronald Jones taking most of the first-team snaps in practice, but Peyton Barber did return to practice today for Tampa Bay. He has been dealing with an ankle injury. He is limited, uh, so it looks like he could be back this week. And if he does play, not really feeling good about him or anyone in that Bucks running game. They just have not been able to run the ball. you got to figure that they'll be playing from behind and passing a lot. So that means you'll see more Barber and Jaquiz Rogers. That's not good for Ronald Jones. So a lot of people picked him up, and I can understand it. Maybe at some point this year we do see Ronald Jones, but if Peyton Barber is going to be out there, can't really feel good about playing Jones this week, even with all the injuries and the bye week issues. Theo Riddick did not practice once again today as he has been sidelined for a bit now with that knee injury. So it's not looking like he's going to play once again. Remember, he had the bye week to rest up and still wasn't able to come back last week. So this is uh, good news for those that have on Johnson. on Johnson has been really good this year. Obviously, they have not been giving him big workloads. He did get uh, his highest number of touches this season last week against Miami, 19 carries, 158 yards. Second time he's topped 100 yards rushing this year. Also caught two passes for 21 yards. So that's really where you see, expect to see him get involved a little bit more if a guy like Theo Riddick is out because that's Riddick's role is in the passing game. But Detroit has really slowed the pace down, and they haven't really passed much lately over the last few games, and that's because they've had leads. And that's something I wrote about in the Stockwatch alluding to Marvin Jones. You know, if you look at a lot of the lines wide receivers right now, you know, they've kind of been disappointing lately. And that's because Matthew Stafford has 30 pass attempts or fewer in three straight games. They had a a lead against Dallas. They were blowing Green Bay out. They had a lead against Miami. Their upcoming schedule is not as friendly. Now, this week against Seattle, they could be playing from ahead, but it's going to get better for the wide receivers there. Uh, But Kerryon Johnson certainly gets a boost. He's going to lose some touches to LeGarrette Blount, but if he does what he gets what he got last week, 21 touches, you're taking that, and you're putting on Johnson in your lineup. Uh, you just hope that LeGarrette Blount doesn't steal all the goal line carries because last week on Johnson got a carry at the goal line. He was stopped. Next play, LeGarrette Blount comes in, and it was wide open, and Blount scored a touchdown. So you hope that that doesn't happen this week. Jack Doyle was limited in practice today. Remember, he returned this week to practice. He has not played since week two. And Frank Reich said Doyle has a chance to return this week. And Sean Childs brought it up yesterday, too, when we spoke. You know, He did not think Doyle would play just because the Colts have a bye next week and it would give them an extra couple weeks. And that makes sense, and that's certainly a possibility. Uh, so we could see him sit and give them that extra week. Colts have a bye in week nine. So we should know, I would think, by tomorrow what to do with Doyle. And obviously, it's going to hurt Eric Ebron a little bit. Ebron's still going to be involved. They'll use him in the slot. And we did see the first couple weeks when Doyle was on the field, Doyle played the majority of the snaps. Doyle was at 77 and 59 snaps the first two weeks. And Ebron was not a full-time player then. At that point, the snaps for Ebron were 37 and 17. But still, 
Ebron scored a touchdown in each of those two games. So he's still going to be involved in the offense. We know Andrew Luck loves throwing to the tight ends. Matt Breida, still not practicing. He was out of practice today. So I know Kyle Shanahan has expressed optimism with Breida playing. And look, we've been here with Breida before. We think he's done. He's not going to play, and he does. So I'm not going to make any assumptions right now when it comes to Matt Breida. But I have been optimistic about using Raheem Mostert this week. Obviously, he'll get, I think, the majority of the carries. He's looked good the last two games. You know, Alpha Morris will be in the mix a little bit in Kyle Juszczyk, but uh, it's a good matchup here against Arizona. Mostert is definitely someone I'm going to be looking at this week in season long and even potentially in DFS, and we'll get the thoughts from Steve Renner on that coming up in just a little bit. So this is big news here because it's going to really, especially in season long, you know, Mostert was a hot pickup over the last week or two, and with uh, the bye weeks and some of the injuries, you know, he's looking like a solid RB2 this week if he can get in the starting lineup this week. Uh, we were all assuming that Royce Freeman would be out, um, but apparently ESPN's Jeff Legwell reports that the Broncos hope that Freeman can play this week. I mean, it, it's difficult to see that if this really is a high ankle sprain, and I don't know if that's been officially revealed, but he did get rid of his walking boot, but he has not practiced at all this week, so... I, my guess is he doesn't play, and of course that's going to be really good news for Philip Lindsay owners. And you've been using Lindsay anyway. Now it would make him interesting in DFS. You got to think that the Broncos are going to play from behind against Kansas City, and Philip Lindsay has looked really good this year. And you know he's someone that I have in a pretty competitive league that I've pretty much been using as a RB two almost every week because he's been producing. You know last week, you know 14 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Only had one reception. Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't been piling up the receptions. Only he's got 15 on the season, but he's been really good. Every time he touches the ball, the guy runs really hard well. He's been productive. And what it would do also is make Devontae Booker uh, a deep sleeper this week because if Freeman's out, you know they've been still using Booker. I don't know why. Uh, I think Booker is not as good as Freeman or Lindsey, but they've been using him. Now, he didn't play much last week, and that's because the Broncos had a big lead against Arizona. He only played seven snaps, but... Or six snaps. That's not going to be the case this week. you got to think Denver's playing from behind. Uh, I, I know they were pretty good against Kansas City the first time out, but I can't see them slowing them down in Kansas City. So that would put Booker on the field a little bit more. And Booker does have two games of at least five receptions this year. And if Freeman is out, he could uh, make that happen again this week. Allen Robinson did not practice once again today with that groin injury. It's not looking good for him. You know, he uh, was was limited last week, didn't do anything. So uh, I think there's a good chance for Robinson sits this week. So obviously that would give an upgrade to Taylor Gabriel. Tariq Cohen as well has been a big part of this offense last few weeks. And maybe Anthony Miller becomes a deep sleeper as well for those uh, in deep formats. So keep an eye on that. Byron, Le- Byron Leftwich, obviously a new offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. And one of the things that we've been really frustrated with as fantasy owners is what the hell's going on with David Johnson? We saw it two years ago, 80 receptions, and they just haven't been throwing the ball to him much. And Leftwich was basically saying that, you know, he wanted to model the offense after what he learned under Bruce Arians. So he wanted to replicate what he did with David Johnson. And, you know, he said he was around Arians every day and he was next to him a lot of long nights and, Learned a lot from that. So this is really good news for David Johnson orders. The schedule also gets very positive going forward. So maybe this is finally the break we need as David Johnson orders because it's been absolutely horrific watching them 
run David Johnson straight up the center every damn play, especially like the first play of the game. Like we know what's coming. You know, David Johnson, season high, 71 rushing yards and receptions, five for 30 in week one. And he's had four receptions in one game since. So we know what David Johnson could do. And the creativity was not there with uh, McCoy. So let's hope that this changes now with Byron Leffridge at offensive coordinator. Chris Thompson practiced today. It sounds like he could be good to go this week for the Redskins. Geronimo Allison and Randall Cobb both were limited in practice today. It sounds like they both will play in a really good spot here for the Packers against the Rams and what should be a shootout. You don't see the Packers as dogs nine and a half that often, but that is the case this week. A.J. Bouye, the corner for Jacksonville, is out. He's not making the trip this week, so that's a boost a little bit for Philadelphia. Robbie Anderson did not practice on Thursday with an ankle injury, so we might be seeing Rashard Matthews forced into a big role in his first week with the Jets. And LaShawn McCoy was in practice today, but he's still in concussion protocol. Paul Richardson, Jay Gruden said, is hopeful to return this week against the Giants, but really, you don't want any part of the Redskins passing game right now. Even Jordan Reed has done nothing, and Darren Sproles is out. He will not make the trip to London for Philadelphia. When we return, I'll be joined by Steve Renner. He's from Scout DFS. We'll take a look at the weekend slate and a special promo code to give you a discount. That is ahead next. Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can check out the show on demand anytime you want, but you can catch it live weekdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can find all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. Sit'em article is up, Dr. Otto's Thursday Night Preview, and the Week 8 Stardom as well. And you can ask your message questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Joining me now, it is Steve Renner from Scout DFS. Steve, what's going on? What's up, Adam? How you doing? Doing well, and I know people have been waiting for the promo code, and uh, we're going to give it to them now. It is radio, so if you sign up, 
to ScoutDFS.com. Using the promo code RADIO, you get 70% off your first month of Scout DFS NFL Monthly, but there's only a limited amount of these, so make sure you sign up ASAP. And, and Steve, I was talking about a little bit earlier some of the valuable tools that we have at Scout DFS to make people's life easier, and one of them that I've been uh, messing around with is the NFL DFS Stacks tool. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that and how that can help people? Yeah, so... um one of the things that's common in uh, DFS is people like to do uh, a little bit of a, a game correlation stack. And so, you know, what that means is typically you'll, you'll want to correlate the passing game uh, stack in a spot where it's going to be high scoring, and, and that's going to be driven by both teams putting up points. And so one of the things that we looked at is, hey, you know, we've got all these, you know, fantastic projections um, with the scout scores and all this data out here. Let's And we've got the optimizer, and people can kind of build off of that, but Let's identify what is the, the, the best stack that, that people can build off of, um, both in terms of raw points and then also the, the value. But then also, you know, if you're going to go in and say, like, this week, okay, I want to, you know, there's a team maybe that you really are, are high on, and let's say you really want to go with the Packers, and you're going to do a, a Packer stack, and you're going to get Rodgers. And, well, who are the guys that I want to pair with Rodgers, number one? But then also, who do I run it back with? And, and that's one, you know, term that is commonly used in, in football DFS, which is, you're going to run it back with someone on the other side because you really want them to drive it to get uh, to be a high-scoring game. And so the Stacks tool is going to go in. It's going to use our, our premium um, projections, and it's going to look at the value, and it's going to say, hey, this you know the Packer stack with this player on the other side is going to give you this value rating or it's going to be this potential uh, score that's out there. And so it's really good to find a, a value stack, but then also to see you know where do I pay up, who do I pair it with, am I going to go – to um, to receivers in my stack, I'm going to go receiver and a tight end. So it, it's really kind of a good creative tool to be able to use to build out um, your lineups. Yeah, and I don't want to give away all of them, and especially the top, but one of them that's in the top four for the Bengals is Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon, AJ Green, and Mike Evans. So there's an example, and you can play around with the tool, and you know you can go wide receiver, tight end, running back, tight end, two receivers, uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So there's different ways that you. Can can mess around with it, and it gives you the value. So make sure you check it out. That's one of the useful tools. What are some other tools that people can use to help them improve their NFL DFS game? So you mentioned the optimizer, obviously. And, and look, there's you know there's many optimizers out there in the industry, but one of the things that uh, obviously we believe ours is the best is because it's based upon our, our premium scout scores, which are, are highly rated, and it, it's very powerful. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to give away all the, the secret sauce, and we'll go into the the picks here today. But one of the things is. I looked at it uh, actually this, uh, this afternoon after you know I've done my analysis and looked at everything, and it spit out a lot of the guys that I was on. And these aren't some of them are kind of obvious, you know, they're they're going to be fairly popular, but it also excluded somebody uh, in particular, and it it really kind of is helpful to see how does the optimizer build out a lineup in terms of where does it distribute the salary, where is it going to spend up for? It's good about finding value. Um, you know, that's typically a thing in, in NBA, but it's also a thing in football, which is, am I paying up a running back this week? Uh, what am I using in the flex spot? If I take one guy out, who does it then pivot in there? And so that's that's one thing. And then we've got, um, you know, Sean Childs does a, a fantastic job every week. We've got detailed positional breakdowns, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, where we really break it down and say, here's your, your top plays that you can do in, in cash and, and GPP. Here's kind of guys that are maybe contrarian. Here's who you want to avoid. 
And then he's got a full blurb on almost every single player that you would consider. Uh, the premium articles come out over the weekend with our cash game breakdown. I have my ambush article. Chris Rose is his fourth down play. So we give you we give you a lot of different perspective on things, but we you know we give you the detailed analysis on things. But then also we really do a good job of narrowing it down to say, hey, here are the optimal plays for the week that we're on. And it doesn't cost much. We're giving you seventy percent off your first month. Try it. Listen, you know you you, you probably like oh okay whatever. These guys are just talking a lot. We're giving you a shot. Seventy percent off your first month. Use the promo code RADIO. You get access to the Optimizer powered by the Fantasy Pros award-winning RDA, the new Scout Stacks tool, the Scout Scores, and premium Slack chat. So you get everything. So try it out. Enter the promo code RADIO. 70% off your first month. All right, let's take a look at the slate now for this week. This is an interesting slate this week. We've had some of the high-powered offenses not on the main slate the last couple weeks. That's not the case this week. And let's start it off with quarterback. Pat Mahomes, the most expensive this week at 7,000. That Kansas City offense is just on fire. They're not slowing down at all. Mahomes did have his worst game of the year, though, against Denver in week four. That was in Denver. Now they're home. Could you see paying up for Mahomes this week? I probably won't, uh, but it is kind of the return of the quarterback this week. And so if you remember what last week, one of the things I said about quarterback last week is I didn't see anybody going over 30 points. And I think Trubisky was the only one uh, who did that. And he was a little bit aided by the fact that, you know, New England scored two special teams touchdowns or and defense touchdowns. Um, the thing about Mahomes here that has me a little bit cautious on him, one, is that he is seeing Denver for the third time. Um, he, it was his first start last year at the end of the season was against Denver. He saw them a few weeks ago. I do think that that familiarity is going to help them a little bit. Obviously, you know, you still need the, the talent. You need the speed to be able to keep up with that Chiefs offense. But um, it, it's more that there is so there are so many quarterbacks this week that I think can match Mahomes um, who are going to be slightly cheaper. And also in games where we're probably going to see a little bit better game flow in terms of uh, passing it out, uh, airing the ball out on both sides. If I'm Denver, I come into this game and you know, I'm going to turn and give it to Lindsey and Booker, um, I'm assuming Freeman's going to be out as much as I can to really slow down that Chiefs offense uh, as best I can. So, yeah, Mahomes, he's, in seasonal, you're definitely not sitting him this week. And, and even in daily, I think he's not going to kill your lineup. But he's not someone that I want to start with because we've got, um, you know, Rodgers and Goff uh, squaring off, Ben, Dalton, Luck, Wilson, Stafford. I mean, these all these guys are in really good spots. So, I wouldn't force Mahomes in this week, um, especially with his running back, Kareem Hunt, having such a good matchup as well. You mentioned Rodgers. He's the second most expensive, 6,400. And look at his pass attempts the last two games, 46 yeah. and 52. And you know he's going to have to put it in the air to keep up with the Rams. This seems like a great spot for Rodgers this week. It, I did a double take on it because we – you know, we go through, we pull the data, and a lot of times we want to back up our research with data and all this. But it was, I knew he was airing the ball out, right? Except for the Bears game where even that one, I think he went over 30 pass attempts despite missing a good portion of it. But I was just kind of blown away. I'm like, wow, the, it, when you really see the raw numbers where he's throwing it 40, almost 50 times a game, last two games well over 400 yards. I mean, he's got the reputation that he has as being one of the elite quarterbacks for, for good reason. And now with his, uh, you know, receiving cores getting a little bit healthy, it looks like he's going to have Allison and Cobb back in there. They still don't run the ball very well. I mean, McCarthy, it goes back to his offensive coordinator days before he was head coach in Green Bay. He's never been a guy that consistently will run the football. You know, he, he gets the itch to try to pass it too much. So 
the volume's there. He's my number one quarterback. Um, I think they're going to be playing from behind. I don't think that they'll be able to run the ball very well. And, you know, if you want to play a little bit of a narrative, you know, him being a California guy, you, you certainly could. But 80 degrees, L.A., um, afternoon game there, I, I think he's the clear-cut number one this week. And you can you can definitely play him naked because he's got, you know, with multiple weapons coming back, you don't have to force him in with one of his, his receivers this week. Um, and I don't think he's going to kill you at all. Yeah, I wasn't aware either of how many pass attempts I was having Sean Childs on yesterday, and he alerted me to it, and I looked. I was like, wow, he's on pace to smash his career high in pass attempts. So, yeah, Yeah. we're definitely uh, in a good spot this week. On the flip side, the other side, Jared Goff, you know, people are going to look at the last three games, 24 pass attempts, 28-32. We know Todd Gurley's getting every touchdown. But one of these weeks, Goff has to go off. Could it be this week in uh, 6,000? It could. It's not a bad matchup. Um, I mean, like I said, the, my feeling is that I prefer Rodgers because it, he's facing um, he's facing the better team, which means he'll probably be behind and has to throw a little bit more. And, you know, the touchdowns, especially with quarterbacks, sometimes you get in spots like a guy like Stafford, for example. You know, if Detroit gets down inside the five, they're running it a, a lot. And so Stafford could have a good yardage game, but he loses on the touchdowns. Um, we can't really rely on the on the TDs, but if I know my quarterback is going to be throwing it a ton and having to go the length of the field because the other team is scoring a ton, you get the, that yardage bonus, you get the yards kind of secured in there. So for me, I prefer Rodgers because I know he's going to get the yardage. I can't predict all the touchdown side. Uh, but, yeah, Golston's certainly not a, a bad play. And, look, if you decide to fade Gurley, which I think is a little bit more in play on Vandal than it is on DK because of the pricing, um, you know, golf is a great pivot. You go over to golf. He's got Woods and, and Cook certainly has, has great options on the outside. I'm joined by Steve Renner. You can find him, scoutdfs.com. Remember, if you sign up using the promo code radio, you get 70% off your first month of Scout DFS NFL, the monthly. And, of course, you get access to the optimizer powered by the Fantasy Pros award-winning RDA projections, the new Scout Stacks uh, tool, the Scout Scores, and premium Slack chat. So make sure you check it out today. Uh, you mentioned a couple other high-priced quarterbacks. Are there any cheap quarterbacks? Because that seems like a, a, a many weeks we've been kind of paying down, but there's just uh, guys who are in good spots this week that you might want to pay up from. Are there any guys on the lower end that you're looking at this week? There is one. Uh, nobody will like it because he, he burned everyone last week, I think. Um, but that's C.J. Beathard. Uh, he, he put up a really good score last time against the Cardinals. He had uh, over 50 passing attempts in, in that game. They, they ran a, a ton of plays, played really up-tempo. Um, and that game, look, on paper, you're going to look at that, and it's on the, the same time as the Packer game. I don't think anybody's going to want to watch it, but I do think that it has a little bit of good DFS value uh, in it because neither defense has really been slowing anybody down, and, and the guys are, are kind of underpriced. So Bethard would be the only one. Same game, you know, Rosen you can look at as well going up against that Niners defense, but I would prefer Bethard. But the, the problem with paying down this week at quarterback is, you know, like I mentioned before, there's so many um, quarterbacks who are only really, like on DraftKings, are only about, you know, one to 1,000 to 1,500 more. And a lot of them, I think, really have 30-point potential this week, uh, whereas Bethard, it, it's going to be really difficult for him to do that. So, I'm not going to be paying down at quarterback, but if you if you did and you had a lot of other options you liked, I, I think Beathard is the guy. Yeah, there's just so many guys that look in big spots, and as you said, the salary disparity is really not that big. 
Would you uh, look at Roethlisberger at home this week? He's 6,100 against Cleveland. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a popular uh, cash game quarterback um, coming off the bye at home. Uh, it's a really good spot. I, I love his receivers this week, um, and 6,100 is, is certainly not a bad place for Ben. So I think Ben uh, will be one of the popular guys in, in cash off of Rodgers. And, you know, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the you know a lot of people driving towards Dalton this week, but I could see Dalton coming in a little bit popular just because you know, Tampa, the new nickname that I have for Tampa now is that the Tampa 2 means that you're getting 2x for everybody because every single week it's, well, whoever's playing Tampa, plug them into cash. But um, I could see both those guys being a little bit popular, but I would I would definitely lean on the Ben side. Yeah, I, I mean, I think most weeks you see quarterback per, uh, ownership percentage spread out, and I think that's going to be Agreed. that way this week Agreed. too. I mean, there's just so yep. many different guys you can go to this week. Talking to Steve Renner from Scout DFS, let's take a look at running back. Uh, you brought up Gurley already, so 11000 on Fanzel, 98 on DK. How does this price How does this price go down after everything he has done? It's crazy. I have no idea. It, it goes down, he stays home, and the, the problem, too, with that is, look, uh, on Fanduel, the floor on the skill position players is like 4,500, except for tight ends. There's, there's some garbage tight ends who are $4,000 and you're almost never going to roster them. Right. But on DK, we have men priced guys at or close to men price at running back and at wide receiver. I mean, a guy like Anthony Miller for the bears this week, if Robinson is out, he's 3,400 and I'm just using him as an example, but it seems every week we get that really cheap guy. So, if even if Gurley was over 10k, you're able to get him in because you can get these really cheap value guys. Where as on Fanduel, the $4,500 guys are, are the really crappy guys. The the average plays like Nick Chubb last week was even close to 5k on Fanduel. So I don't know how he stays that that cheap. Um, you know, specific to the matchup, there's really not much to say about Gurley. He, he's every week he's in a great spot. You can certainly play him. I will say this though. The running back position to me is much deeper, I feel, this week. Yes, this week. Oh, there's no question about it. We talked about it last week, and it was rough. This week, no. So so you're saying that you want to have exposure to Gurley, but it won't be 100% like maybe the last few weeks. I would plug Gurley in last. So I I would build the rest of your lineup. This is where we use the flex spot, and, and he's a late game, so he fits in the flex perfectly. But I would build the rest of your lineup out and and you got to decide how many of the value guys you trust here um but it it comes down to like let's think if you want to look on that packer game i'm going to look at say i want rogers i want adams and i might run it back with brandon cook so i'm really high on you get to that, that flex button he's the last guy you plug in and you, you might not have the sour left over and it, it will be okay so i'm perfectly fine uh with a girly fate this week and you know if you're going to go in and play cash you want to take your safety i get it that's fine but I don't think we have to force him in because right below him uh, are three guys who are in fantastic spots with Nixon, Hunt, and James Conner. And all three are, are home favorites um, against teams that they, they should be able to run on fairly easily, and their price is not going to kill you in the 7K range. So I think you've got three guys there that could come close to matching Gurley this week. And what about on FanDuel quickly with Gurley? What do you do with him at that price? I I try to fit him in again. Um, you look at kind of the value over there, but with Gurley, you're going to have to decide um, 
receiver because if you go girly, you're only getting one of the premium receivers this week, and, and that's where that correlation of am I doing a game stack, that comes into play. So a little bit easier to fade him there. All right, lots more ahead with Steve Renner from Scout DFS. We'll go over some of the other top running back plays, the values at running back. We'll take a look at receiver, tight end, and defense as we get you set to dominate in week eight. You're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Back here, it is Scout Fantasy Sports. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me, scoutfantasysports.com. Feeling a little bit generous tonight, so we'll give out the pick from Vegas Whispers. You can go to vegaswhispers.com, sign up for your betting needs. They are 11-3-1 in primetime spots. To play tonight, it's a seven-point teaser, so you tease Houston to a pick em. And the over-under is 44.5, so you tease that to the under 51.5. So that is the play. Again, it's all documented. You can check it out, 11-3-1 in prime time. Check out VegasWhispers.com. And, of course, for those of you that are just joining us, if you sign up to ScoutDFS.com right now, you get 70% off your first month of Scout DFS NFL, which gives you access to the Optimizer powered by the Fantasy Pros award-winning RDA, the new Scout Stacks tool, the Scout Scores, and Premium Slack Chat. Use the promo code RADIO to get 70% off today. I'm joined by Steve Renner from Scout DFS as we go over the slate for Week 8. Saquon Barkley's 8,800. Obviously, he's had a high floor with all the receptions. He hasn't done much on the ground. He wasn't one of the running backs you mentioned. You think he's too expensive this week and there's just other running backs in good spots? I don't trust uh, at all, even against the Redskins defense, which I, you know, I was not high on, on Zeke last week um, com- compared to the other guys there. And I know statistically the Redskins defense at times is, um, has been bad against the run, uh, but they're, they're a big unit up front and, the Giants are a complete mess. I think that that game in general is going to be a complete mess. So if you're if you're flirting with Barkley, you might as well go up to Gurley. James Conner was one of the running backs you mentioned. 7,500. We know he's just been producing each and every single week. He has two straight weeks of at least 31 points at home against Cleveland. How much do you like him this week? I like him, but not as much as Mixon um, and Hunt in, in the same range. Uh, Conner, and I'm fine with playing Conner with, with Big Ben, just based on how that offense works. Uh, I do think Pittsburgh is going to come out and kind of control this game uh, coming off the bye. I just have a, a, you know, not to jump ahead, but I have a lot of love for both Brown and, and Juju. So in terms of where I expect the, the volume of touches and um, high-quality touches to go, I think it's in the passing game. But don't mind Connor. Um, I, I think Mixon's in a great bounce-back spot. Um, the, the game flow last week against the Chiefs just completely got out of hand for him. But he's going to get upwards of 20-plus uh, touches, I think, this week against Tampa. Um, 
they should win easily at home there. And I, I think Mixon is, to me, that the first running back that I'm kind of locking in there. Um, and, and Hunt's in a great spot as well at home against that Denver defense. Yeah, Hunt all of a sudden, remember when people were already wasn't getting passes and yeah. the tar- targets in a passing game? Two straight weeks, six targets. He has at least 29 and a half DK points in three of his last four games, and you're investing in the best offensive football right now, or one of them, them and yep. the Rams. Yep. Yep. Against the defense that uh, has gotten gashed on the ground. So he's not a, not a bad play this week. Uh, looking down a little bit further, I think people were starting to feel Marlon Mack this week, but he did not practice again today. So if he was healthy, did you like him in this spot at 5,400? No, I didn't actually. I, I kind of prefer the, the Colts uh, passing game here, but um, with with him being out, it kind of makes it a little bit easier because uh, Hines comes into play and we've got, um, you know, it's, it's funny, you get the guys at the top I mentioned, then you get in the mid-range, there's still Blinty kind of sitting there by himself, and then on DK, you've got I've got four guys that I'm looking at, which is Jalen Richard, uh, Mostert, Hines, and then Chris Carson. And of the four, I think Carson feels like the the smartest and, and safest play. Uh, Low, lowest owned, I would think too, right? Uh, I think he'll, I think you'll be surprised. He'll be up there a little bit for, for the value of running backs. People are aware that Detroit struggled a little bit against the run. Um, now I don't know with with Harrison coming over if he plays how that kind of plays into the game. That game is one I really like a lot. I mentioned Wilson and, and Stafford, but it comes down to, you know, both these teams are, are still trying to run the ball a little bit. And I think Carson at 4,300 is, you'll, you'll be surprised, he'll be a little bit more popular than um, than people think because they'll be able to get in some of the higher-priced receivers and, and obviously Gurley with him. But of those four, he would be the one that I trust the most. Um, I'm curious to see how much Oakland uses Richard. So you've got Lynch, uh, obviously out now, and then Cooper being gone. So it's not only in the rushing game, but he's always been featured as kind of a, a pass-catching back. And I do think that, that Oakland um, is going to be losing in this game. So Richard, for his price, could could really be a nice value option on DK as well, where you get the full point per reception. Um, Mostert, it's it's tough to trust him, uh, to, to trust him at this point, uh, but it feels like Breda he's fragile. He's not going to be able to stay healthy there. So good opportunity. We could see a good volume for him as well. But um, Carson's the one that I think I really got to decide on, and, and people need to decide on if they're going value this week. Yeah, I don't know. Breda seems to rise from the dead every time we bury him. So I don't know because I'm, I'm hoping to use mo- I'm hoping to use most certain season long this week. Yeah, and it's a look, it's a great offense, um, and we know that the, uh, the Cardinals have, have struggled on the ground or defensively. So there's some logic there. Um, it's just, to me, you, you really need him to, to break one because um, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to suddenly come in and steal everything from Brady unless Brady gets hurt. And uh, if uh, Royce Freeman's out, can you use Devontae Booker to save some salary? I prefer to just go ahead and play Lindsey. Yeah. Um, a little bit 5, more proven than Booker. Yeah, and, and look – Bill Lindsay this week, I think, is a very good leverage play because people are still going to play the Chiefs. That this is, it feels like the first time in over a month that the Chiefs have been on the main slate. So there's going to be a little bit of, hey, the Chiefs are here. I want to go get Kelsey. I want to get Hill. I want to get Hunt, Mahomes. And I think Lindsay is the key to slowing those guys down. So if you want to fade the Chiefs, but you want to do a little bit of a leverage play, I think Lindsay is the guy to, to really look at here. They're going to have to. Lean on him, and, and to that point, if you wanted to go Booker for the same reason as well, you could. But to me, Lindsay's the much better talent back for them. 
Joined by Steve Renner from Scout DFS. Of the high-priced receivers, who do you like the most this week? Love Antonio Brown. Um, this is – usually we're not paying up for receiver too much because we want to lock it in at running back. But, um, you know, we talked about a pivot off of Gurley because it's deep at running back. Brown is going to be a little bit under-owned uh, this week. You're going to get a lot of ownership in that Rams-Packers game. You're going to get people on uh, on Hill with the Chiefs. And Antonio Brown has slowly started to, to get back to – uh, his his volume production. He's gone over 100 the last two games. He's got TDs in the last four. Um, ben seems to have gone a little bit more. You've got multiple targets there, so it's not like Cleveland can funnel everything over to him. He is 8,500, um, but we've seen him kind of shatter that price before. And I think coming off a of bye, he's he's in a fantastic spot this week too uh, to have two touchdowns uh, in that game. After that, for me, it's really Devontae Adams and, and uh, Brandon Cooks in that Green Bay uh, Rams game. I think that Cooks is kind of the guy that I would lean a little bit over Robert Woods uh, from the Rams side, but Devontae Adams has really elevated himself to an elite status, and I, I got to imagine that getting a couple of the healthy receivers on the outside to go with him is going to allow them to move him around a little bit more um, and, and get, you know, Rodgers is going to find a way to get him the ball. So seems to have a good safe floor, but those would be the three that I'd look to, to kind of pay up for. And, again, it comes back to that roster construction. This is one of the things that if you go to our optimizer, you're going to see, is it for two running backs? Is it spending for two receivers? Where is it distributing that salary? And you'll be surprised what it's doing at wide receiver this week. Talking to Steve Renner from Scout DFS as we look ahead to the Week 8 slate. What about Odell Beckham at 7,500? No, thanks. No, thanks. Uh, Beckham had the lights on Monday night. That was his chance to really blow up. Um and, yeah, I know he's got a little bit of history there against the Redskins as well, but I, I don't trust Eli. I don't trust anything on that offense right now. It, it's a complete fade. You mentioned you like the Seattle-Detroit game. Does that uh, put Doug Baldwin in play at 5,500? Uh, I was hoping you'd ask because I need you to decide. Are we going Baldwin or are we going Lockett? It, it, I've, <laughs> I've been I think going Baldwin. I, I thought Baldwin Monday. looked really good before the bye. He got a good – he got a huge amount of the target share there. He looked healthy. He was getting open. You know, part of the problem is that Seattle just has not thrown the ball at all. And if you think that's going to change a little bit this week, uh, I think Baldwin gets most of the targets. And the difference is 300. You know, Lockett has been, and I hope it continues because I have him in a couple season-long weeks, but, man, he's living off mm-hmm. touchdowns. He is. It's just yep. eight targets the last two games. He's just been scoring a lot. So, Maybe both of them come through, but I, I thought Baldwin uh, looked really good before the bye, gets that extra week to rest, and he's been playing a large percentage of the snaps too. So I don't think the injury right now is a factor. Well, the thing is, he said at the beginning of the season, look, I'm never going to be 100% this whole year, and I think myself and a lot of other people haven't been in our mind and we're kind of fading him, but I, I saw the same thing, right? He started to look like he's getting more involved in the offense. And Russ Wilson has a history for being kind of a second-half quarterback himself. And I just feel like this is a spot where that Seattle offense is going to get a little bit healthier now uh, coming out of the bye, like you said, with Baldwin. Uh, I just it, it's, the, it's a touchdown variance between the two of them. But I really like both of them in that 5 tier range. For the Lions, Kenny Galladay is consistent every single week. I mean, the guy is – He's had three uh, touchdowns all back down. this year. I know, and and every single one of them, it seems like he's going up for the ball, and it's a it, it's an amazing catch. He's almost yeah, last Calvin week, Johnson. last week that yep. was a great catch. Yep. Yeah, exactly, and I think it was a, a garbage penalty, but uh, 
don't overlook also Golden Tate, a little bit of revenge narrative against his former team uh, in the same game. So those four guys are really the reason why I like this game. It's in a dome. And the other thing, Adam, two, three, and three teams that are not going to win their division most likely. Detroit might be able to. Seattle's not. So the loser of this game is going to be really behind the eight ball in terms of the, the seeding. They want to get a tiebreaker to try to squeeze into a wild card spot. So I think we see a highly competitive back and forth close ball game there uh, in Detroit. You know, the Packers offense is going to put up numbers. You mentioned Devontae Adams are Randall Cobb and Geronimo miles too risky or if they play or, or can you use them? No, they're in play. And if you're going Rogers, like I said, I, I don't mind playing him naked because he's got so many options. Um, but the, you know, the price that you get on them. And if you're looking for just a kind of a value play to fit things in, I think they're both in play. Um, it's really hard to say. You're you're really guessing and flipping a coin, though, if you want to try to decide which one. Uh, it, it probably would be Cobb, uh, just based on where he lines up on the field, uh, assuming that both of them are in. But I, I think they're both definitely in play um, if you're going with the, with a backer stack this week. A lot of the cheap receivers burned people last week. Uh, do you see anyone in the lower tier right now that you like, or it's not looking good? Well, it would... It would be fitting for Curse to probably come out and have a yeah, he'll, game. Yeah, he'll have a big game this week. He could pretty much lock that up. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, um, if you want to chase off that, but he doesn't really stand out to me. I mentioned Anthony Miller with Robinson being out, uh, 3,400 for the Bears. I don't love the weather potentially in that game. It's not going to be terrible, but he'd be one. T.Y. Hilton feels a little bit too cheap at 5,500. Uh, oh, I didn't realize. Well. He, oh, wow. Yeah, 5,500. Yeah, and so T.Y., he's got a fantastic matchup against that slow Raiders secondary. People don't typically, and me included, we don't play T.Y. on, on Oh, he's 6,300. He's 6,300 on draft. Is he 6,300? Yeah, because okay. I was All like, right. wait a second, where am I missing? <laughs> yeah, but that's still All a good right, price. That, it's still a good price, yeah. Um, but in terms of the cheap guys, you know, Jordy Nelson certainly has to be in consideration uh, with, with Cooper gone. Um, and Larry Fitzgerald at, at 4,400 has always had good seasons against our good games against the uh the 49ers and you know maybe we start to see that cardinals offense with the change down with leftwich um it's i gotta think if you're leftwich you're either getting the ball to david johnson or you're getting it to to fit so um he'd be someone else to kind of value but there's really nobody else sub 4k that i love talking so to running back position to find my value Talking to Steve Renner from Scout DFS, tight end, no Gronk this week, no Ertz, with that being the London game. So Kelsey, the most expensive, is 6800 A lot of weeks we've been going cheap at tight end. Uh, are we doing the same this week? Yeah, we are. Kelsey's Kelsey's okay. Um, you know, if you're going Kelsey, it's going to really change your roster construction. Um, I, I wouldn't force him in this week, but he, he's got a good matchup. Um, he, he'll be low-owned, so you want, you know, he'll give you the, the tournament upside of being low-owned. C.J. Uzuma, uh, we, we pick on Tampa every single week, and we've got another value guy here. Um, he scored last week. Uh, he's very cheap. Get your exposure to that Bengals offense. If you're doing cash, I wouldn't mind Uzuma and Mixon uh, in particular. I wouldn't go deeper than that on the Bengals side. And then, you know, two other guys that we mentioned, I keep going back to the, the Raiders. I think that there are some, some opportunities in that game, but it, it's both sides. It's Cook and, and then Eric Ebron for the Colts um, seems to be consistent. The, the Colts are also running uh, the highest or the, the quickest tempo for plays this year. Um, and, and we're starting to see luck get healthy. So Ebron would be another guy. And then, of course, you know, with tight end, with it being so poor, you really want to just 
try to find the, the value guy that's in the game that has a high projected total. Um, and certainly, you know, Jimmy Graham is, is cheap for, for his name, um, not necessarily for his production. He'd be someone to consider as well. Any concern for Ebron if Jack Doyle does return? He has been practicing. We don't know if he's going to play yet. So if Doyle plays, would that affect Ebron at all? Slightly. I think it's more that if Doyle doesn't play, it, it bolts Ebron up. Um, I'm not going to drop him down just because Doyle's in there, but if, if Doyle is out, then I think it's something where you say, okay, Ebron becomes probably your, your pivot off of uh, Uzuma if you don't want to have uh, maybe too many Bengals. How about defense this week? Uh, who are some of the top defenses you're looking at? You know, it seems like everyone's dirt cheap at defense this week. Except um, the Bears, 4,100. <laughs> except for the Bears. So the Bears yeah. are the best. But um, and, and with the Bears, you're going to get plenty of sacks. Um, the, the Bengals, I think, going up against Jameis Winston, is for their price, is too hard to pass up. Um, I mean, Winston's turnover prone. Uh, he will take sacks. The Bengals' defense usually plays pretty well at home. Uh, I think they're in a good spot. The Chiefs' defense as well. Um, you know, yes. We haven't seen Keenum um, you know, really do too much. I think that they'll get to him. They play better at home, and that's another play where you know I'm going to look at and say I think this game does actually come under this week. So you know I think the defense, uh, the Chiefs' defense is going to have to win it for them. But there's not really a lot of defenses I love. I, I'm almost close to going lock button on the Bengals. They burned me a couple weeks ago, um, so I'm willing to go back to them this week, but I, I've watched enough Jameis Winston to know that he's probably going to turn it over a few times. That is true. Steve Renner, Scout DFS, let people know where they can find you, what we got coming up. Yeah, uh, on Twitter at Steve underscore Renner, find us on Scout DFS, and you know, you mentioned earlier about the, the promo we got going on with football, but uh, in years past, and even this current year, a lot of our football uh, subs who come in, they, they get hooked on the football, and then immediately they see we've got a great NBA product with good projections, good content, and uh, you know the best hockey uh, product in the business as well. So we're not just football, we're other sports, and so you get it year-round from us. All right, Steve, thanks a lot for the time, and good luck this weekend. All right, Adam, you too. See you. All right, and remember... Promo code radio only for you guys listening, and it's a limited time. So make sure you sign up as soon as possible. Go to scoutdfs.com. 70% off your first month of Scout DFS NFL Monthly. You get the optimizer powered by the Fantasy Pros award-winning RDA, the new Scout Stacks tool, the Scout Scores, and premium Slack chat. And also scoutfantasysports.com. Use the promo code RONAS70. You get 70% off this season-long league. I'll be back Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, along with Dr. Roto here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.